Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays, where I do the neighbouring Khmer Pirate, and this week we're being Australian pirates and talking about Australiana type of music. That we certainly are. We're having a look at our uh, in our own backyard, bit of a bit of a jump, jump across the big old ocean from America, and we're having a look internally. I think we're going to play a lot of a lot of recognisable, uh, I guess, themes and artists through this podcast. Yeah, we're talking about really like the rise of Australian music in the 1970s and 80s, from like a local market to like that more global base when like. I don't know, your household names became not just people you saw at the local pub, but also yeah, were headlining exactly. gigs in all over the world. Exactly, and sort of how that early songwriting um, and all this or musicianship sort of rewrote, rewrote the modern um, Australian textbook on, on what is kind of cultural music. Yeah, and it's funny, like, kind of what came first, like, did the label or the musicians come first in this case? Because, like, really, people would say, like, the godfather of music is, like, Mushroom Records and Michael Gudzinski and Ray Evans who formed like Mushroom Labels in 1972 and basically released all the icons of Australia and they even hold the record for the most sales from any Australian artist of all time. Really? Do you know who uh, the artist is? Is it Billy Thorpe? Nah, but they did have Billy Thorpe. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to I wanna have one more guess before you give it away. Was it Jojo's, uh, Jojo's that? I think he was on their label. Nah. No, nah, I've cooked this. Yeah, we've cooked it. It's Kylie Minogue. Really? Think oh, about it, Kelly Minogue is one of the biggest artists in the world. Australia's a small market compared to, like, the success she has overseas. Like, she just headlined a gig with Sheik. Like, she's pretty big. Yeah, that's huge. I didn't actually uh, expect her to still maintain connection to Mushroom Records. So, I, the, I got into Mushroom Records. They were sort of um, the, the group at the time who organi- organized that Australian psychedelic scene, particularly early 60s, like Billy Thorpe and the Aztecs. Um, and then you can also look at Matt Lake. Uh, indelible Mertzeps were also on there, who's Spectrum. Um, they're pretty localized Melbourne um, psychedelic rock bands, and a lot of those are sort of synonymous with Mushroom Records, and also Phil Manning and the Phil Manning Blues Band. Yeah, like the real Godfathers are like the Angels, Cold Chisel, Richard Clapton, Ted Murray Gang, um, which really laid the foundations for what became in our pubs and clubs around Australia that it's devolved into this mainstream music made by Mushroom Records. That, that working class Australian pub rock that's sort of synonymous, you know, still with, I think, every single 21st. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be playing a, a band called Little River Band who kind Glenn, of were... Glenn Shorick. Yeah, well, they were also a launching band. Like, they were a super band, really, because they all were doing all these amazing things in other bands, and they came together. And on a road trip from Geelong to Melbourne, there's a sign that says Little River, and they're like, ah, oh, let's just... Uh, Make ourselves a little river band. Yeah, well, funny story about them, actually. The band, I think there was, I'm not sure on the actual pragmatics of it. However, all of a sudden, Glenn Shorick and um, his co-singer, who my, his name escapes me, um, they sort of left the band, but they were the voice of the Little River Band. Um, and then the band, the Little River, the Little River Band got reformed. Oh, many times. <laughs> many, many times. Um, and there's sort of a famous gig where Glenn Shorick uh, kind of comes out and says, well, we're not the li- li- Little River Band, but we sure as hell sound, sound like them and go and play a lot of the Little River Band songs from their time in, in the group. Yeah, there um, was a point where John Farnham was the yeah, lead exactly. singer of Little River Band. Yeah. Um, so the Little River Band is kind of encapsulating, I guess, Australian supergroup, if you're, if you're in the know. Uh, and, the, and the voices are particularly, uh, for me, Little River Band actually has some of my favourite all-time songs. There's a song by them called Cool Change. Um, I've played it on the podcast before back in deep back in the episode but that's uh sort of a song about living on the ocean and on the water uh it's quite beautiful i'd recommend giving it a listen yeah and uh what else are you gonna be playing louis uh i'm gonna have a look at that australian singer songwriter sort of style uh, particularly the idea of storytelling uh, some of these records that i'm gonna got uh, that i've got and i'll play for you they're they're all modern 
um, so I released sort of in the last five to six years, um, and I sort of tell a story, or for me, a quite ephemeral and affect, uh, I guess, affect affect your emotions and kind of bring forward a place or a time, um, and I really kind of enjoy that uh, from from a songwriter, and particularly with an interesting voice. So there's one guy I'll play called Blake Scott. He fronts um, a band called Peep Temple. Uh, there's a song called Constable on there where he sorts of sing. He sings about uh, an Australian cop or tells a story of an Australian cop. Um, and it feels like sort of every every Australian sort of thriller, psychedelic cop special you see on tally just tells that story. So it's very relatable, a lot of this music. You haven't exactly experienced it, but I think just from the pure fact that, uh, you know, we're Australians and, and we're familiar with the culture, it is synonymous with... Um, yeah, with it's really synonymous. Also, like, with a bit of blues in there as well, just talking to and country as well to a degree, where you, the lyrics are a story and they talk about their lives and it's really vivid and in an Australian way centric way but in a uh first a different question for you louis who's the uh greatest australian rock legend of all time uh duh, you know you know who i'm gonna answer you know it's gonna be wrong in <laughs> <laughs> in the wider australian community the biggest australian rock legend of all time is obviously billy thorpe who else could shatter the fish tank at the icebergs get banned from singing at the aquarium and also make half the half the residents of the roseville caravan club dead a death from such loud guitar playing. I don't know, but Nick Cave. <laughs> <laughs> They're all rumours, by the way. Billy Thorpe didn't do any of that, but he did yeah, smash yeah, an icebergs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Nick us. Cave, yeah, Nick Cave is a genre in his own right. Yeah, like there's a lot of head uh, head head honchos here. We're not going to be playing of like that. We should give a shout out to like Midnight Oil, ACDC, obviously Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And well, if you're going to sort of stick by names like Nick Cave, who, as if you do a deep dive, has released countless records i do, do you know how many records he's released i don't know how many songs the guy's released but i know how many albums the guy's released 17 albums jeez so it's uh yeah it's not too bad is it well so you sort of put that next to someone else like uh you know who's who's had a, a massive discography and done so much for australian music paul kelly as well and sort of a similar time frame to nick cave i guess paul kelly probably came on the scene a bit earlier played with wrote some pretty fantastic songs like obviously from little things big things grow with um, Ken Calloway. From little things, big things grow. From little things, big things grow. You know, him as a songwriter and then also Nick Cave, both you know, differing in their approach, but still have given so much to Australian music culture and, again, pushed other artists into their own right um, and developed their own sound. You know, you think, um, think how many different bands are now modelled on that Nick Cave approach or, or where his music is used in reference. It's huge. Yeah, everyone just wants to be on Peaky Blinders show. Really. Yeah. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> exactly. Um, but a lot of these artists, are, you know, particularly these early Australian artists, are covered and recovered globally. I mean, the Arctic Monkeys did a cover of Red Right Hand by Nick Cave. Um, you know, Paul Kelly's getting covered now um, with Dumb Things by a mixture of, of, of artists and that song's getting reappropriated. So, you know, the Australian music culture, whilst it might not always be globally recognised, and a good talking point on that is um, two punk bands who sort of ran at the same time had equal sort of amounts of success, um, but one was stranded to the pub scene of Australia and then the other went on, went on to be a global sensation. And that was The Living End and Green Day, both released at the same time, both very different musical backgrounds, but one obviously went on to global success. Well, one's American, one's Australian. Yeah, well, yeah, One's exactly. better, one's worse. 
living and being better. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but they all met at, I believe, they all met at the Classical Music College, the Living End. What, the Australian, uh, the Australian Idiot Tour? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, totally. But also another one is for mine that um, also one, that my all-time Australiana song, I guess, if that's what we're calling this, is probably like Crowded Houses, Don't Dream It's Over. Like, I oh, know yeah. it's a cliche song and I'll, I'll insert it now. Don't dream it's over, hey now, hey now. But it's just one of those feel-good music that's like I did. You wouldn't think it's Australian, but it's just so synonymous throughout the entire world. As a kid, I had a I had a discman and I had this Australian music compilation. I don't remember where I got it from, but it was called the VB. So fresh? No, <laughs> VB Slab of Rock. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> and I had some great stuff on it, like um, you know, Solid Rock, um, Richard Clapton. Is it Girls on the Avenue? Um, Split Ends as well. Let's not forget Split Ends and the Skyhooks, another big Australian band. Uh, obviously, gee, if you know the story of Skyhooks, it's rather tragedy. I believe they crashed into Mount Dandenong um, and died in a plane. Anyway, um, and another sort of massive uh, song when wait, you sort wait, of wait, you, and the name Skyhooks and they crash from the sky. Yeah, there's something ironic in that. Yeah, we should we should mess with the dead. Let's keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, if you were to mess with the dead, the next song that I'm about to bring up is somewhat appropriate. Um, Hunters and collectors. Uh, yeah, that's right. Holy Grail. Another that song is an epic. Another iconic song of Australians. And again, it's sort of based around a story the search for the holy grail um not relatable but all to i guess australians because it's one we've never searched for holy grail in australia but <laughs> it's now like the most recognizable australian kind of cult classic for such a small country to have such a big impact in the music industry is actually pretty cool oh exactly and then you jump ahead in the australian music to the 90s and think of some of the the 90s um female vocalists that we had like the divinals blondie um we had heaps Massive export, and obviously, who can can forget Kylie? Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, so we're such a we're such a rich, and this is you know sort of only spanning much earlier decades. I mean, look, you look at now, and the Australian music scene has has been blown open even more. We've got a strong rap culture. We're starting to get a soul, uh, massive soul segment in Australia. We've got some, we've got jazz legends, James Morrison. Yeah, jazz is actually probably the biggest Australian thing genre, I reckon, that's been like really elevated right now, but. Obviously, there's pop and rock and stuff like that. That's always kind of been there. But the new generation of music, even like the Flume and um, Troy Sivans of the world, who are really doing things in the alternate pop world as well, is really cool and taking over the world. Exactly. And then if to speak on Australia's diversity as well, because uh, you know just due to the, the multiculturalism that is Australia, we're getting some fantastic um, foreign artists releasing stuff on Australian labels, like Gordon Coang, the refugee. Um, from from an African nation, he's come and put out stuff with Northside Records uh, that sort of hit the Melbourne scene really hot as well. So there's all this mix of influence and culture. Yeah, and the Australian punk as well, forward. like the oh, Merlocks and 
We didn't even touch on these, like no. Bad Dreams and... Yeah, Bad Dreams is sort of the step forward from that Australian pub pub rock into 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 the punk. Yeah. So there's a lot of going on, but we can't touch on everything. We'll do that another time. We'll do a deep dive into Mushroom Records, tell a bit more about that. But Yeah, I think today I, we really want to stick to sort of storytellers and, and famous voices um, and records that are quite important to us. So who are you, who are you bringing to the stage today, Gideon? Uh, I'm just playing a few, just uh, Daddy Cool and Little River Band. Wonderful. Uh, I'm going to bring a couple. I'll bring some Paul Kelly. Um, I might bring a sample from Mushroom Records, um, and then I'll bring some stuff from Blake Scott and uh, Grace Cummings. Yeah, so that's it for this week. We will. I also want to make note that we will touch base, and um, even though this is a bit of a diverse mix, I really want to touch on all the Indigenous artists and do one specifically on the sounds that they've created. But we'll save that for another time. Certainly. All right, let's enjoy um, some of this, some of this new music. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.
Trouble, I smell trouble, trouble, coming on down, down, down. trouble, I smell trouble, Trouble, I smell trouble. 
Money is tight when you're a constable. Humble times, swimming in bills. You just have to do what you can. My wife's father was the family patriarch, a detective sergeant. That's how I started. He was always full of condescending encouragement and strong advice. So I bought in to keep the peace, and I enjoyed the pace as I cut my teeth. And I tuned into some very like-minded individuals. The unsteady hours and unsteady head. It can be hard to keep it all together, friend. Your skull gets so cluttered. Sometimes you forget your own name. With the odd loose step, backward stumble and bore, everything in life becomes haunted. And I got ghosts in my walls and in my pockets. But at least I own my house. Yeah. 
earlier mentioned, a committal hearing and an unpaid suspension. For the subsequent separation with my wife, my colleague's words began to drip. I escaped prosecution, but not the snub. They were more than encouraging when I packed it up and transferred into state, to a station in a little town called Keith. I'm the king out here in a small, small pond. Everything I want, I've got. This is my time and this is my place. In this big old endless sky. Money is tight when you're a constable. You need a strong stomach and a stronger will. Empathy will make your bones ache and your heart bleed to death. Strange the things that happen here. Such a little place. I've seen things you wouldn't believe. And I've done things you couldn't imagine. Money is tight when you're a constable. There is no karma and there is no God. And I most definitely don't believe in fate. I built my kingdom out here in this little old pond. It's not much, but it's all I've got. And I'll protect every stone and every little buried bone with absolute and extreme prejudice. Traps escape Heaven's gate Just to wish and wait It means nothing Ask the dust
to my ear, a secret song, for us a secret belongs, and it means nothing. 